Yes, expect them wows to come there. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Everyone's in the chat already. That's lovely to see. Welcome to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. We'll get rid of all that. <laughs> Carry on there. I am Tony C. Smith. And before we get into the meet the guests, that's just a little bit of housework as normal. Don't forget our Discord is there as well. That would be lovely to kind of have you on the Discord channel. And that's, I just pulled like a screenshot, and that is actually what's going on. Do you know what I mean? It's like how much is getting talked about on the channel and stuff like that. I just think that's actually fantastic. It's like people are just writing loads and loads and loads. We have every Friday, this will come out. So we've been doing, and you'll see what it's been like tonight because it's been hideous. We've lost all sound. Well, no one could hear me. Now, when that happens, when when no one hears me, then it's kind of my fault and I start to panic. So that's on kind of on Friday's show as well. So let's get into the Potty Mouth Garden Club. <laughs> Yes, and there we are. We have Stephen, Soph, and Audrey tonight. A fantastic lineup of experts to guide us through our garden. And where are they gone? Where's the experts gone? Stephen, are you are you well, sir? Are you well? I am, thank you, very well, thank you. And can I, was I just... just say happy birthday, Daisy? Oh, thank you very much. I, oh, you know what? I bloody um, I would have forgotten. I remembered on the show, on the video, but I would have forgotten. Yes, Daisy is three years old today, so she's here. Oh. Thank God, you know what I mean? That's um, that's the kind of nice thing. She's actually here. So, yeah. And, you know, funny enough, Steve, when uh, my wife's been down, they've been down to the York, they're back there now, sending us pictures of another Doberman puppy. Oh, look at your needs rescuing. It's like, you are kidding me. You are kidding me. Really hell. She's, co- she's coming home with it. <laughs> no, 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 you bloody better not. Right, Audrey, how are you doing? Nice to have you I'm on again. Doing great, great to be here. Hello, well, everybody. I was just showing, Audrey, look at you, you've got like five degrees in Detroit there, five degrees. I am a bloody freezing cold, one degrees. Now, if we go to Steve as well, Steve's in Cockermouth, Cockermouth, and he's six degrees. Steve, it's bloody red hot over there. Man, you could be planting yeah, bloody seeds in that kind of temperatures. Yeah. One one degree in Whitburn and we're on the coast and normally we're you know what I mean, that's kinda gives us a little buffer to, to kinda get into it, you know. But I as well, everyone. Nice to have you yeah, yes, yes. yes. Has much gardening done this this time, Sophie? Have you been this week? Have you done much gardening? Um, more. I'm still. I'm, I'm, I'm at the new plot more than anything. Um, so I'm still just sorting that out. It's a lot of digging. Um, I spent too many hours um, this week and just gone sorting out the compost bin, like we were talking about. <sighs> Only because the last person that was there, I'm sure they had good intentions, and they left loads of bags of leaf mold, and I'm swimming in it now it's great but there was so much plastic in the compost bin that I had to take it all out oh, and right. sort of take and I was just there siphoning for it trying to get all the microplastic out and yeah 
nightmare. Well, <laughs> so if I seen a picture now, I'm going to show a picture, but this is not your plot. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure is your new plot. Was it like like because I'm sure this this picture came from JB. Like, was okay. it as messy as that? You know what I mean? Like kind of long grass, or was it all kind of nicely new and all sweet? It was, it was long grass. It was long grass like that, and asparagus it right. he i don't know for some reason the whole of the plot has been planted asparagus from head to toe um so it's just loads of sprigs of that everywhere and grass so yeah so how how have you managed to kind of sort all that out you know what i mean what what's your method to get to get rid of it so at the moment just strim it down and then i've just been with just like a normal rake just been going around raking up all the debris so i've got a nice clean sort of untouched surface and then just digging it over Right. Um, and then obviously we've got access to all the fresh compost now, so I'm not sure if to put that on yet or, but I'm just digging, <laughs> digging and planning. Right. So it, it, it basically is just like digging, digging and getting them weeds out and then moving like a couple of foot, you know what I mean? Is it slow going, yeah. is it? or Slow, really slow. It's really overwhelming to be honest. Um, but I've just, I've got one of those little things that's just like string. Um, so I've just been section off little areas and doing it that way. But even then, I look, I look up, and I'm like, "Oh, there's so much to go." <laughs> <laughs> so, what has has that plot been like looked after in in the way of like it's got little kind of paths and your little beds, or is it just one stretch of no, the ground? It's just all land, just yeah, all land. Um, I think the lady showing me around said the last guy he rotivated it religiously. Right. Um, so I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but when I sort of walk on the ground, it's I almost sink. So the soil is so soft and sort of till, till, tilled, tilled, I guess yes, the word yes. is. Um, yeah, so so soft and tilled, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So I'm just, I'm there like, oh, yeah, well, what we'll, else can I do? We'll, we'll ask Steve, Stephen, because I was going to, like, this was, a, like, see that picture there, it came from, like, JB, and I, I don't know if JB's yeah. looking at a, a plot, you know what I mean? But what's the, do you mean, what is the best way to get, because I know, like, the kind of, the right thing, you know, like the Charlie Dowden one, is like cardboard, compost, you know what I mean, yeah. and put some, like, pumpkins down. My – now, this is just the far the far left idea, Stephen, so don't get – could you not just, you know, safety, obviously, safety in mind, could you not just burn that all off? Would that not – because, you know, so on about, like, strimming it there, that's just going to kind of – Totally more seeds, more seeds, more seeds. Well, burning yeah. might get rid of, like, it wouldn't get rid of the roots. You know, if you could do them in, like, I'm on about burning in, like, controlled ways, the way the Forestry Commission do, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. would, could you do it like that, Steve, or has that just been a, a waste you of time? Could, you could if it was your own piece of land. The thing is, with it being on an allotment plot, is that they've probably got site rules against such things and about open fires anyway. And you've also got to bear in mind that most allotment sites are sort of surrounded by houses, and I don't think the neighbours, if they've got the washing hanging out, are going to be too happy with that. So you've got to be careful with those sorts of things. But it would burn off. It would burn off. Right. But so I think I think what Sophie's doing is right, to be honest. A little bit at a time. Uh-huh. I would cover some ground for later. I wouldn't dig the whole pot over through the winter. I would cover half of it and start working on the rest. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely a direction I'm trying to go in. But, it's yeah, yeah. it's very daunting <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to take it all in. So there'll be no petrol. 
right? Don't go down my way and just cheat and just burn it all. You know what I mean? That's, that's the fire starter in me. Because I was looking, like I say, when you see GABs, and if you could, do you know what I mean? Like a little controlled way, and it would just be like, take out the roots and that. But because I've been, would you believe that allotment of mine was kind of when I first, when I first took it over? Do you know what I mean? It was like the, I forget the big, what's them big thistles, Steve, that grow like height above me. I forget what they're called there now, but it was just full of like thistles, thistles. Large, large thistles. Large thistles. Is that the best you can cope with? Oh, I forget what they're you, you, People like cut them and put them in flower vases, you know what I mean? They're, 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 they're in order. Not like milk thistles, no. What's, what's off? Not milk thistles. I don't, oh, I forget That's not it, right? I didn't <laughs> With my limited knowledge. <laughs> Sylvia, it's better than large thistles. At least, you you know, you give it a try there kind of thing. Yeah, you could have been cardoons or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of... Um... So, Audrey, you'll not really kind of have any kind of worries like that, you know, like a maintenance garden. Does, you know, when you are putting your beds, do they get... I'm not saying out of control over the winter because I, I guess nothing grows over there in the winter time. But yeah. do, do your beds get... Any weeds? Well, of course they get weeds. <laughs> yes, they get weeds. Over the winter, not so much because nothing can grow here. Um, yeah, so there's usually spring is beautiful. But then we get that first hot, uh, that first hot day, and the weeds just come out of everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They love that hot, hot oh, I know. dry weather. Oh, I know. They well, so. while we're here, while I, I think on as well, if you want a question answered by our guests, uh, that would be fantastic. I've got to mention this. Please put the letter Q, capital Q, and I'll do a search there now. Put the letter Q in before your answer, then I can, we can ask the way, and I can see Beans Brew and Bread has already got one in there. Now, before we even go to that, let me just, I want to just kind of highlight Claire's. Please go over now. Yes. And subscribe to yes, the growing plotty. <laughs> Got 138 subscribers. Come on, we can do better than that for Claire. Claire's just just started. You know, so like our first video was kind of like I love like the first videos that you know like you do. You kind of oh I don't know what I'm you know what I mean to all shaky camera and that, but it's certainly getting better there now. And it's just like Claire's knowledge is just fantastic to be honest, and the amount of like the amount of like posts she does in in the Discord is just unreal so please pop over let me just show you again so you can kind of have one last look it is growing plotty there let's please you should show that other screenshot you've got of discord the one where you showed all the active chats because i noticed most of the posts in there were from her right right let me just see if i can uh, find that then there. There you go. Look, yeah, you know, I know Claire's just like amazing in the and it's it's lovely to kind of read them as well. The kind of the knowledge she's got is kind of fantastic. So yeah. yes, please. So and don't forget, like you say, the questions. Put your letter Q, and so I can say right. Beans, brew, and bread is in. I'm being too. Let's have a look. Am I being too cautious in getting the plot site manure delivery tested for uh, whatever that um, nice long word is before, before ordering a load of my plot? The farm is only down the road, and I might test a batch. Steve, that's something I wouldn't have even thought of. Is that something that you would 
do test manure for what? How do you pronounce um, it? Amino pyrrolids. Right. It's it's a weed killer, and when it when the weed killer goes on you, um, kills the weeds. Um, it stays active, and it can end up in the going through a cow when they eat the hay later, right? And right. going into your manure. So it's it's worth testing. It's worth doing a bean test, but it's probably the wrong time of year now, unless you do it on your windowsill at home. Probably the best thing to do is find somebody else who's had the same manure from the same place mm-hmm. and see how they've got on with it. Go, you know, take a chance. Uh, if they've had no problems, you can still get the manure and test it, but um, that would and be it, the way I would do it. And what, what did you say, Steve, about how long it was last? How long would it last then if it went through the cow system and everything, the digest? Because you would have thought it would have kind of been killed off there, but obviously not. So how long yeah. does it last afterwards? You know, I don't, I don't know how long it lasts. I just know that the, the cows later can eat the hay that was cut where the amino power lid was used. And it goes right the way through a cow's stomach. And you know a cow's got four stomachs. It goes right the way through. Uh, the manure comes out the other end, obviously. And we use that, and it kills our plants. Um, how long it lasts in the soil or how long it lasts in total, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I just know I... I don't want it <laughs> at all. Uh-huh. Mine is like something I never thought of. Soph, is it, it there's a, something must be something new for you as well to kind of realise that there is yeah. a chance you're getting bad manure. I didn't think about that. I didn't uh-huh. think about that at all. But we've obviously got where the manure allotment is. It's attached to um, stables. So that's where we get all our manure from. It's literally right next to the plot. I, mean, right. I can see the horse. <laughs> I can see the horse it's coming from. Um <laughs> But, I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. So maybe that's something I should do. Well, when you think you're getting it, sure. you're, I kind of resist this. You're getting it from the horse's mouth. But no, you're getting it from the <laughs> horse's back. Yeah. <laughs> it from the horse's arse. You'll be seeing her there. So. Yeah, but she's got a cheap plot anyway, and toilets, and free manure, and free wood chip. Yeah, she's know, doing all right. Doing all right there. <laughs> so that is, that is a kind of... It's I know insane. you've got like you've got like the work cut out, but this that work's going to be there for you know what I mean, a season. If that. And I think what Steve mentioned there, section it off, forget like one mm. half of it, just forget it for a bit, just black plastic yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah. you know, smother it with something and just forget about it and just work on. Yeah. At least you can get something planted and grown, and you know. Yeah, a part of me I'll just gets sure a bit you- worried. With um, like the allotment associations, because the one I was at previously, we didn't have anything like that. And now I know people are sort of watching the plot. I'm like, oh, I must get everything done. I've got to get it ready. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah. it's like a different kind of pressure. So are there, work, are there, are... work at your own pace and, and keep looking over your shoulder. The main thing is in winter, you don't really realise when a slightly warmer spell comes along and the weeds will start growing behind you as you're digging forward. Yeah. So keep a hose to hand. Hoe once a week. Even if you don't see weed growth, just keep hoeing it over once a week and it'll keep you right. Okay. That's yeah. a that's a kind of brutal, honest, you know, yeah. like bit of advice <laughs> there. You know what I mean? You, you yeah. kind of slug your guts out and it's already yeah. growing behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, yeah, goodness. Do you know what I mean? So, I wonder if the gentleman who asked that question could just ask the farmer if he sprays anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be a whole lot easier uh and i'm sure he would tell you if he did 
Um, I don't yeah, know. That's that's you that's know what I mean? It's so simple, Audrey, isn't it? When you kind of think about it. Thank you so much for a, bit, a little bit of sanity there. That, yes, just ask the farmer. Do you know what I mean? It, what kind well, there of... is a there is a caveat to that, though. In 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 like in this last year, Tony, we've had such bad weather and hay crops have either been good or they've been bad. And if a farmer hasn't got enough hay and he's had to buy some in from another farm, that's where your problems start. Ah, right. So, so you're never actually, you know, 100% guaranteed that all the, the hay that's gone through his livestock is his own hay. Well, so in a way then you could say that, Steve, when you think about it, that you're never going to really get the true answer because you could do a sample and, yes, that, that sample's passed and he brings in a whole load more. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's kind of, you know what I mean? So That's why so many gardeners get caught out by it. Even gardeners in the know, mm-hmm. and those gardeners who are quite pernickety and do a lot of tests, even those will get caught out. I mean, we've both seen Charles Dowding getting it. If somebody like of his ilk is going to get that problem, Yeah, you know how easy it is mm-hmm. to get past all these rigorous checks that are, are need to be done. I wonder if, here's the thing, because I... When you mentioned about my garden, Steve, about, you know, like I've, I might have lost like a lot of nitrogen. I went and got some some bags of, board bags of manure. Yeah. Would, it wouldn't be in them, would it? Surely there would be like stringent tests before. It they has get... been. Never. It has been in, in board compost before. Um, it's been a few years since I've seen it, but there'd be many folk on here now watching who have seen that happen over the years. Right. Yeah, it definitely comes in bore compost because they're using such vast quantities uh-huh. of the stuff. They can't test everything. And even if they say they are, I don't think they are. Right, right. Oh, there's not much not much hope then. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Beans, brew and bread, that's it. You, you, you'll have it. Just take it there, you'll have it. Do you know what I mean? Now, I know we're yeah. kind of talking about compost, Stephen. And let me just get this little... Um, you're emptying your hot bin. I have been, no word of a lie, I have been kind of so looking forward to this kind of video coming just to see what it's like. I mean, this hot bin is like the hot bin, you know, it's like the Ferrari of kind of compost bins. <laughs> and when I watched it, Steve, I'll be honest, I felt that you were a little bit disappointed. No, I'm, I, knew, I know you said you were kind of rushed. You, you rushed in, you jumped the gun a little bit. But I just... yeah. It just felt like I was expecting it to be just like totally broken down, ready to go. Yeah. And now you've got to kind of wait another little month and you took a nice load off anyways to kind of, you know, seed the other one. Hand on heart, what do you think then? You know what I mean? Is that, are you, were you disappointed? Were you, are you kind of, it's going all right. You know what I mean? I'll just, because I was thinking hot being fast, yeah. the turnover is going to be magnificent. You know what I mean? And, well, I was, a little bit at first when I when I first saw it, you know, because I did it all on video, even my first look at it, I was like, ah, okay, because I was a bit presumptuous. The thing is, I know that the bin is not level, and I know that I need to dig that ground level. The soil I'm digging out from there is going to be used where I'm going to be putting my new polytunnel, so I wanted that soil. So I thought, well, that compost bin is now kind of nearly ready. I took the lid off knowing that I would have to take the top couple of layers off and use it elsewhere. I did think the stuff underneath would be a bit further on than it was. It's still warm under there. It's still composting. Another month, it'll be fine. 
So I was a little bit disappointed for a, a number of reasons. I wanted to dig it out underneath. I wanted that soil, which I'll have to get somewhere else now. But otherwise, it's breaking down lovely, and it's going to be a lovely compost, so I'm happy. Well, it's funny, because I know we'll, we'll get to, like, Audrey and so forth, but I just wanted to kind of, kind of keep on drilling down for you. Because, you know, I did, you know, there was a great video of a young lad that did a video today of compost. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I recommend everybody to go and kind of, you know, watch, watch that video. But I was thinking, uh, I'm, am I right, Steve? Is, if you're doing a hot compost, is... Yeah. And now I did a cold kind of batch there. I got loads of worms, loads of them. And yeah. I always thought, like, good compost has got loads of worms in it. But surely yeah. your hot compost must kill everything. It won't everything. have them, no. Aye. So, no, it won't have the worms. It's the microbes in the soil that's breaking all the compost down that creates the heat, which further encourages more of them species to breed and breaks it down quicker. Later on, when no stop feeding on that the heat goes down and then the worms come in right after right right, when it's right. Cooled down and then they start eating the way through it and process it you could call that a form of maturing if you like so if at christmas uh, i empty that and it's mostly broken down i could go and stick it in a bag or a bucket or truck or something and then worms will come in and they'll properly mature it ready for use. But I don't care. I only want it for a mulch for a bed anyway, so I'll just spread it and let the worms deal with it there. That'll right, be right. Because I was, I was like, see, I was thinking, I was thinking, well, surely you'll, you'll not get, you know, in the hot bin process, the, there is no kind of, no. obviously no. life, there is life there, but in that kind of microbial I'll, I'll kind of set. That's it, yeah. Not, uh, it's all micro, microscopic stuff in there. I don't know if um, Audrey, did you see Steve's video about it, or have you watched Steve's? I did. I did. What What did you think? <laughs> I th- I kind of had the same thought. I thought initially he was very excited, then was a little disappointed, but I thought yeah. that has not been in there very long. So I yeah. thought it actually did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I didn't expect him to just open it up and there's this pile of black gold i did not expect that right right was well, now <laughs> see, i i was to be honest audrey i thought you know what i mean i was like i say that we've had the little kind of private videos of steve kind of <laughs> look at this look at this look so i was honestly thinking this is gonna come out you know what i mean like but there were some pieces of it that were like that oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and i got further down in that pile there's a whole lot of more mm-hmm. fully rotted uh, yeah i think so too uh, so yeah, no, I thought it was a great success. What? Uh... That was the other. That was the other thing. Really, was that I didn't just fill it all in one go and left it alone. I continually filled it and kept filling it to the top, and and, and then it would drop down again over a couple of days, and I'd fill it up again. Just I just kept filling it, and the last time I put compost in there or material was about six weeks ago. So that's really not long enough. So yeah. there would have been a couple of fill-ups there that were only six to eight weeks old, you know. Good enough for making a mulch, but not really proper full-blown compost. So, again, that's my fault and me being too keen. <laughs> that, must be the, that must be the way. Surely that's how they use it anyway, Steve. You know, you, you keep on adding as you get material. Yeah. It's not meant for, like, a one-batch, lid-on, forget-it kind of process. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you did a one batch one fill thing, it would be done ultra quick, probably within two months. I think ready, mm-hmm. ready and good enough to be able to use for a mulch. But um, yeah, I'm I just super keen. When you see me, what I'm like with the videos I've sent you guys privately, just so <laughs> over the moon with the thing. It's steaming away there. It's working. I'm making tons of compost. <laughs> <laughs> so super excited. Did you did you see it, Sophie? Did you see? Have you watched it? What what did what was your oh, thoughts? I've been following so closely because anything compost is just amazing to me. I just <laughs> love the whole process. But it's just I just like watching. This, obviously, both the bins you've got are just on such a massive scale. So anything yeah. you've got, I'm like this is amazing. <laughs> love it. it. I mean, so honestly, when you when you do like see it, you know, and you, and you get and you think, God, that's like was cabbage leaves and now it's yeah. like you know compost it is a kind of great feeling do you know what i mean so definitely yeah. definitely so when Stephen, are we going to kind of call it a day and say that is finally it i'm going to empty it and you know like even if you use it as a mulch do you know what i mean what's when is that it'll be before christmas definitely because right. uh, i still need to i still want to move the compost here dig out flat ground underneath it uh, and put it back, and then after Christmas, I'll start filling it up again. Because by then, the other one that's in the main tunnel will be full, or as near full as I can get it. Mm-hmm. So then after Christmas, I'll start on the next one. Right, right. Now, Audrey got Jeff's asking here. Um, let me just put it on. Does Audrey have any garlic left? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. Are you are you still giving it away, Audrey? Are you? Yes, I am. And I'm trying. I tried dehydrating some to see if I could just turn it into garlic powder. Uh, And I have some in the freezer with the paper on each clove. So I'm wondering if, like tomatoes, you know, if you freeze a tomato, the skin comes off really easy. So I thought, wow, if I could chuck these in the freezer. And all those papers would come off because honestly, it's a lot of manual labor. Yeah, it's to get these all ready <laughs> to be frozen mm-hmm. or dehydrated. It just is. So, needless to say, only two hundred <laughs> regular garlic went in this year. It's funny. I've, been, <laughs> I've seen Audrey. I've seen some actual YouTubers where the they have all the garlic kind of prepped and you know. Done, and then they mash it up. Then the, have you seen the way they put them in plastic bags and draw right. little lines down, and then freeze right. them like that? Right, that's a great idea. But it is if you have like fifty cloves. Because <laughs> <laughs> you once you take seven hundred bulbs apart, I mean, just do the math on that. That's a ridiculous amount of garlic. So yeah. I love it though that you actually did plant it all. Most folks wouldn't, you know what I mean? Most folks would just <laughs> well, I, was, okay. I was I was raised by you don't waste. So yes. like, you know, when waste your parents went through a war, you just they don't waste anything. So that's how I grew up. So you know? So I was getting those and because you know you pay so much more for seed garlic than for regular garlic. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no, we're not just going to eat this. I'm planting this. Well, Audrey, there's a good good question then. What is the difference? Seed garlic to, like, shop-bought garlic? Because I used to, 
I used to like buy garlic when we used to go away, like kind of Italy, you know, the little kind of farmers yeah. markets. Yeah, but, and I wanted to win one of those, and I didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think the sea garlic is more certified as not having uh, back, fungus or bacteria or right, disease. Right. Yes, uh, I think you can be more sure of that. But I do a pre-soak anyway, so I don't think it would matter. Mm-hmm. So. And- what what did you or you said about did you say dehydrating some garlic? How how did I that trying it? It stinks the house the <laughs> It doesn't really smell like garlic while you're dehydrating. It smells like really bad socks. Oh man. Like really bad, damp, horrible, wore them for too long socks. So I think if that actually works, we'll be dehydrating out in the garage. Right, because right. I'm like, oh no, the house can't smell like that. <laughs> and what, or what um, does it look like after it's? Is, does it just grind down the brittle powder? Does it? That's that's what I was hoping, and I was hoping also that the the skins would come off quite easily, because the garlic inside would have gotten smaller. So this is more trying to figure out a lazy way to process all of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And did the skin did did the skin come off or it's still in the dehydrator. Oh right. Yeah. Also oh, the house is still stinking. Oh my house smells like <laughs> Yeah. Nobody wants to visit right now. <laughs> That's foul. What we look there like these are some of my little questions. Oh Steve, we mentioned and I'll get on the sofa as well because I guess it's just as important. But you're saying your your hot bin, you're going to kind of take that compost out and you're going to use it as a mulch. Is it yes. still? Is it a good time now? You know, if if someone's coming into a garden to mulch, like you, you what what will you mulch? Just your soil, protect your soil, or why would someone just want a, to mulch? Just just simply just to spread the compost and the life on the soil. Uh, you could dig it in if you wanted to. That's no problem as well. It just depends on how you want to operate. I want eventually for the most of my beds and in most of the tunnels and outside to be no dig. So I will just mulch with it and leave it at that. And then as time moves on, I'll see how much I can manage to keep mulched on the allotments as a whole and work it out that way where I can do no dig and where I can't. There's a question comes to mind then, Steve, because I'm I'm not, you know, you put your your kind of mulch on or your your compost on each year, and it does sink down and go. Do you think with raised beds? Because I haven't had raised beds that long, probably say three, four years, something like that. Right. Do you get a point where you can't put any more on, so you'd have to build up your raised bed, or no, it'll always no. just sink down. Yeah, it'll just get it'll sink down. The worms will dig it in. And your voles or your mice or whatever or your rats are digging in there. It comes off on your tools when you're uh, manipulating the soil or in the roots of the plants when you pull them out. So it's it always needs replenishing. Right. It's right. always going to sink and degrade away. Sophie, is it something you're kind of thinking about? You know what I mean? Like, like mulching, just like this new land ready for the next year? Because you said, you know, you've kind of... Is it not? Is it too early to start thinking about that? <laughs> it's just so much, isn't it, to remember? I mean, I, from what I've been looking into, it's been advised to dig almost like a trench, fill it with manure, and then cover the trench back over 
and you can either leave it to the winter to sort of let the coldness um, get at the soil or just cover it over with plastic. Um, so I've sort of been doing half and half. So I've covered over with plastic so far. But like you said, I think half of it I might just leave uh, and then see how I go. <laughs> I, did, I, I, I think what, what Steve said there, though, is that it's just gold dust advice. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it just makes you kind of think, well, it's it's not a race to kind of, you know what I mean? I just enjoy yeah. doing it and yeah. you're not going to get like... Because once you like this disheartened feeling gets in, it's hard to kind of, you know, and you kind of like you say, especially if you've got like how how big is your allotment so far? We'll have to have some pictures next time so we can kind of. It is. It's a full size plot, so I'm not really sure. They've not given me the actual details, to be honest. Um, I've got like a brief overview of here's how much to pay, but not really how big your plot is. Uh So I'm not too sure. I'll have to measure it and find out. Yeah, that would be nice to. um... Yeah. Right, let's have a look. Graham's asking... Oh, wait, and Julie's asking, and Ellie jumped the gun there. Julie. Julie is asking, is it okay to put shredded paper in a compost? Audrey, is that something you would do? I know you... You've got... Am I right? You've got... Oh, you're just bagged, aren't you? You just use bag. No, I have two of those spinny bins, but they're in a location that I can't get to so uh i'm gonna try cracking those open pretty soon to see what's going on would you put i would, paper, put, shredded, I would put shredded paper in shredded there. paper as, 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 as long as it's you know plain and reasonably unprocessed as much as cardboard or paper is uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah i'd sure put that in what about yeah. what about um I mean, not many people read newspapers nowadays, but you know, like newspapers with ink on—is that something to like stay away from? Do you think? I would assume, but I think even some of these Amazon boxes we're throwing in there—they have ink on them. Yeah, yeah. Smiley faces and all that. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say it's getting the right sort of ink. (laughs) Now I know from uh, when I was in my printing days. that you get the two in in general two different types of ink. You get water based ink, which is a matte in in its look, and then you get the high gloss or high luster inks. They're ultraviolet set inks, and they're poisonous. So anything that's shiny or glossy, throw it away or recycle it through your paper bin. Anything that's just black and white or a matte in appearance is is safe. Mm-hmm. There you there, there you go then. Because we, when you think if you're fishing chips, used to come on newspapers. So, <laughs> ah, when I used to do container oh, garden, oh, oh sorry, no, <laughs> I was gonna say um, when I used to do container gardening, I did loads of research for I did it, and I got loads of those mushroom crates, and they sort of every person I looked into, they were devising to line the bottom all with um, newspapers, just like your normal ink newspapers. So yeah. I'm hoping there was nothing wrong with that because I definitely grew vegetarian. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like you say, I've never I've used kind of papers in them blue baskets. You're on about them mm, blue like, mushroom, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh well, like papers, Julie. Yes, just put shredded paper in, but not like to see the glossy magazines. Yeah. And right, that's not the the way to go, Stephen. After all these um, magazines, you'll have to not not compost them, lad. I'm trying to think of ladies' magazines, but when I start seeing the word magazines, it's like a slightly more uh, stranger connotations of the type of magazines you're keeping. 
<laughs> right, let's moving on. Graham Bolton is saying, if I put leaves on his beds, will it rot down enough for spring if he just leaves them on the top? Now, that's it. Stephen, we'll, we'll jump to you for that one straight away because I've had, like, say, the leaves and the, the, the leaf bin, the compost bin, leaf bin. Yeah. But it's, it's for me, it's it seemed to take a while to break down. Do you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. thinking, one, they might blow away. Two, it, it would take longer. Am I kind of right in that assertion? Yeah, you've got a number of ways of doing it. You can strim them first or mow them to get them smaller. And you can put them through your compost heap with grass or something like that to rot them down and then put them on your beds. But if you just put them down on your beds, two things are going to happen, really, is the wind is going to blow them away over winter. And I don't think worms are going to eat that much over the winter to drag them down into your soil. So you probably want to incorporate them, dig them into your soil, or rot them down as part of a compost and then mulch with the compost later. Steve, I've heard somewhere, and I don't know if this is just kind of um, like these kind of myths that get passed down, but there's certain leaves that aren't good for your garden. And I was always told like beech leaves weren't good for your garden. Is this just like an urban myth and all kind of tree leaves are good? I've used them all. I don't use uh, the coniferous leaves. I don't use pine cones and those sorts of things. Uh, But any of the broadleaf trees, any of the deciduous trees, I'll use all those leaves. Mm-hmm. And I believe camellias and rhododendrons might be poisonous, but I don't mm-hmm. really know. So have you got trees near you where you can kind of make like a, a basket yeah. or a, like a bin? And are you collecting yeah, my any? garden, my garden gets absolutely flooded with them. But in spring and not in autumn, I don't know what's going on with that tree, but I in spring <laughs> I've got like three bags of leaf mould sitting in my shed. Um, so yeah, I already had it way before everyone was just collecting leaves. I don't right. know why. What um, what kind of tree is it then, Soph? I have no idea. It, it's meant to be an apple tree, but it's also encompassed three other trees that have grown around it. So you've got like the head of the tree, the apples grow in the middle, then you've got a different tree here and then a different <laughs> tree here. So I, I think it's meant to be an apple tree. <laughs> Joe, I'll try and get a picture of it. When it's all back again, I'll get a picture right, of it. It's right. the strangest thing. So strange. But it does it does kind of give off like lots of leaves, so you can kind of all oh, right. Well, Absolutely that's kind of, uh, free yeah. compost, free compost. And it's a lovely yeah. feeling getting like free compost. Do you know what I mean? I've, yeah. I've got them bags from, from the house here and took them up and think there was uh, you know at the beginning nine bags of compost, so makes you you know what I mean? So, so good, isn't yes. it? Audrey, I think, we've, I think we've talked about mulching on your beds as well before, but you, you do mulch, is that right? I do. I do a lot of uh, chop and drop now. That's my new, That's right. my new thing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm telling you, the stuff that we dropped uh, just a month or so ago, it's already almost gone. So I'm Brilliant. very pleased with that. Yeah, I'm very pleased with that. So... Uh, only bed left to mulch is my asparagus bed, which is still not totally dead. Although the fronds up top are not totally dead. So probably this week I'll get that one mulched and then I'm done. Well, Audrey, I was going to ask you one question, but I'll jump on another one there. With the, the uh, Do you have to let the asparagus die off totally? Or is that the, like it's a bit like a daffodil bulb? You let the goodness go back into the roots? 
Right. It's about letting the energy from those uh, leaves, we're going to call them leaves. They don't look like leaves, but to those plants, they are. Uh, let that go back into the bulb. So yeah. I wait till they're brown, like they're dead. Uh, and then I can cut it all down and mulch it nice for next spring. Mm -hmm. All right. Right. Well, yeah. There we go. There we go. I'm just having a little look. Um, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about one of my little subjects here. What makes a good garden path? Now, Sophie, you, you, you'll need some garden paths if it's just all. How are you getting your head around it? Have you got your layout sorted there now so you can kind of, you know where you're good? I don't I mean have you got your, out, your layout so we can see it. Have you, got oh. layout, <laughs> have you got your layout in your head kind of done? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's all, um, I've got it already, I'm, I'm visualising it, um, but I think I'm going to go for wood chip paths just because it's stuff what we have, so right. I can use it, I guess. And have you got um, plenty, oh, they give you, is that right, they give yeah. you wood chip? <laughs> Massive whole bay just going collecting wood chips yeah. in my oh, dreamland. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like allotment gardening for the, you know what I mean, the, the 101 easy kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's, it's my reward for having to slog away that hill. So Eggs, yes. I'm raping yeah. it in there. So yeah. uh, you've given that one up on you now, then, Soph, have you? Like, you've said goodbye oh, to it all. Well, I j literally just paid for the year as I found the new one. Um, so I've got it for the year and I've still got stuff growing on it. So I'll towards, I'm just going to start, um, winding that plot down now and take everything off it slowly. I'll tell you what will be, you know what I mean? Cause obviously you're not going to be digging that over, but it'll be interesting for you to watch it go to waste. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. they're not going to put anybody on it while you've paid for it. So that's going to be really a year of you just neglecting it basically. Yeah. It's really sad. I go up there and it feels like a ghost town. It just doesn't, the, the, the love isn't there anymore. I don't, the vision is gone. Oh, the vision oh, has gone elsewhere. <laughs> I know, it's horrible. <laughs> and even the little robin that I see there, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to see you anymore. It's all going. <laughs> That's brutal. Reminiscing. <laughs> I've just got visions of this robin turning around and giving it a cold shoulder. Uh, yeah. Like, How dare what, you? <laughs> Stephen, what makes, because I've got a couple of like, pictures here like a good path because you know that's them i quite like that idea but i think they'll just get all clogged up you know they those are the like the the, the kind of matten things what makes a, a good path you know like a, so you don't oh, really mm? well you know you know me i've got several different types of paths. i've got grass paths which at this time of year are a nightmare because they get waterlogged and they turn to mud um, in the summer, they need cutting and trimming. Um, I've got hard standing paths. They're probably the best thing. Patio, you know, patio pavers. They're probably the best thing. Or bricks actually look very nice if you can get enough them and lay them. I've got some bricks to lay as well for a path somewhere. So a combination, but definitely wood chip is a brilliant one because you can get another use for it later on by using that wood chip let me rot down and you can mix that with your leaf mold to make compost. So mm -hmm. it's a win-win that is. What, uh, cause you've got this theory, Steve, of I'm writing thinking like of, or you've got a technique of making your beds a certain distance. So you're not kind of, you know, because that's all the, the, the super goal is to get them the lovely, nice, with so you're not kind of clattering around with your wheelbarrow or getting jammed in. Yeah. So if you, can you just tell again, Stephen, how you measure, or what you do to kind of measure for a, a nice wide path? 
<laughs> I think I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> the main path in is three foot, and uh, that's for Ran in her wheelchair, so that she can get access on all the main paths. The uh, the paths between the beds I'm making recently are two foot wide, and to make the the bed size. What I do is I kneel down at the edge of the bed, stretch over comfortably and put a cane in. And I use twice that distance for the, the size of the bed. And that's to get the ideal size bed uh, for you and your family. I mean, because many people will say four foot, but for some people, tall family, it might be five foot. Mm-hmm. But for, you know, if you diddy box, it might only be three foot. Why do you... Why are you still hanging on to your grass paths then, Steve? Because I would imagine like they do get, you know what I mean, just when I walk yeah. the dogs, you know what I mean, walking on grass paths, they get clotted up the eyeballs. And yeah. Why are you still hanging? Is it just because you haven't gotten round to kind of sort? No, just I haven't got the materials to do anything else with them at the moment. At the minute. So as soon as I've got either a massive load of wood chip or some paving stones or some other material, mm-hmm. I will... I won't put paths in there, but mm-hmm. I'm not particularly going out looking for it. But uh, as soon as I've got that come by, then I'll make pathways. If you've seen a like a, a tree surgeon, would you have the, the nerve to go up to them and and ask for some free uh, wood chip? Oh God, yeah! And by the time I've finished talking to him, he's inviting me round for Christmas dinner too. <laughs> <laughs> you've always got you've always got to say hello because if you don't ask, you don't get. Uh-huh. Simple as that. Uh-huh. Audrey, what about paths for you? Then is is kind of paths a crucial thing for you, or? Well, uh, they're mainly grass, but I also have wood chip. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's my backyard; it's not an allotment, so um, I think they look prettier with grass. Mm. And uh, and this year, I think I'm going to try. Uh, to put some mushroom spores uh, on my wood chip ones that are more shaded, and see if I can get some mushrooms. You know your your wood chip ones in Audrey. Do you put like a kind of a weed membrane down first, out of curiosity, or yeah. then? Yeah, that's yeah. what I did. I just kind yeah. of. And it's wow, that thing is strong. I w- I planted a blackberry through it this year, and it we almost needed to get a chisel out to get through that stuff i mean it was strong uh-huh. so uh it's working well it's, no yeah yeah it's funny because um like i've got it on my wood chip area of the allotment and it, like see it's it's brutal stuff do you know what i mean it's just like yeah. you th- and it, it what works. weeds can get through you know what i mean you good luck to them do you know what i mean it's like you're thinking well well right but then you you pull them out and they don't come back really fast no no they no. were really hard to get through so yeah, I'm very pleased with those. So in in Detroit then, Audrey, do do you get your wood chip free? You know, what I mean? do you, have you got the do you go up to the nerve to ask like trees? No, you gotta. No, there's nothing really free around here. <laughs> uh, and the the ones that are free, like our city does some, but I talked to the guy who was you know chopping up wood because you just lay your branches out on our front lawn like near the street, and they come and chip them up. Uh, He said, he goes, I wouldn't touch this stuff because most of the trees in here are diseased and dying like they were dying of a disease. You don't want to put this anywhere near where you're growing something. 
I thought, yeah. oh, good point. Right, yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, at least he told you. Do you know what I mean? So I guess... Yeah, I know. I guess but we, like Steve, we have a talk and see, like, okay, what kind of stuff goes in here? Uh-huh. He goes, I'm telling you, I wouldn't touch it. Well, and this is the guy that does it. So I'm thinking, wow, if he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, so, don't tell me that twice. So you, you, I guess you go and you buy like buy it as bagged, do you, or do you buy it loose? No, I buy it bagged. Right. Easier, uh, you know. Hubby's getting a wee bit older, so he doesn't want to. He just wants to take it out bag at a time. Yeah, what's so, that? One? <laughs> God bless him. Thank you for doing it. Yes. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right. Let's just see if we have. Um... Paul, Pauline, let me just pull a Pauline there. Pauline's talking about potatoes. I'm wanting to save some of my potatoes I harvested this year to grow next year. How do I stop them from sprouting early? Stephen, how would Audrey tackle that then from, not Audrey, Pauline, from sprouting yeah. them early? It's keeping them cool, dark, and uh, frost-free, really. I mean, I've got second earlies and main crop potatoes in storage now. And they shouldn't, I mean, second earlies may sprout before Christmas, but certainly the main crop shouldn't be sprouting until next February, March. They're sprouting now because it's been so mild. So unless you've got somewhere cooler to put them, Paulie, and I don't think you're going to get away with that, to be honest. I just think it's just too warm well, um, you, this time of year. Uh, Steve, you're, you're funny, you know, because I was just thinking when you were sitting there, there it's, it's almost like a fight. Do you know what I mean? Because like, you find somewhere yes. cool and it's too cool because my like, shed outside, I put my onions there. And I noticed it was like, they're not looking so nice in there, so I've got to bring the, the onions back in because they're getting like little bits of white mold damp on the onions. They were perfect onions, but obviously it's yeah. damp in there, so you're trying to battle with the dampness. So, you know what I mean? So it's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> always a fight. It was always a fight. And I was just thinking, you know, just thinking about like Pauline trying to it might just be, you know, best to get them from a proper supplier. You know, I know it's a lovely yeah. kind of, you know, to save them. Certainly this, certainly this year for next year, probably better to get them from a supplier. Uh-huh. But I mean, normally I save some of my own Sarpo mirrors to grow again the next year, and I've done that for a few years. I haven't even dug mine up yet; they're still in buckets. But uh, hopefully, they haven't sprouted again because otherwise, I'll be going and buying some. Well, you you actually kind of. To, I think we talked about it on, on the show here about I'm keeping mine in the buckets at the moment and I haven't kind of, you know what I mean, looked at them. And I'm not going to keep, keep any for next year for planting, but it was it's yeah. more this kind of, I don't want to like, if I bring them all in, then eventually some will go to waste. And I thought, well, I'm going to just yeah. try this method to keep them in. And I've seen a few people do it, so I'm hoping. I did it last year. Uh-huh. I, was, um, I was emptying my buckets, I think, a week before I was planting <laughs> This year's crop. So I left it really late. Right, I'm just reading more questions there now. Just Mark's just asking there while we're while we're kind of jump on there. Some of my onions seem to be rotten from rotting from the inside. Any from the inside. Any idea what's causing this? I wonder if that's you know maybe like it's getting down through the you know the kind of you know you cut your top off. Yeah, I I found that a couple of times where. Or a couple of years where I've cut it too short, an onion, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like the, and the wet wet can get in. Pretty um, quick. I think they 
it's, it's, it's not Necrot, I don't think, but it might be. It's, I'm sure it's something along the lines of Necrot. Mm-hmm. That's why when you cut the tops off, you're supposed to bend them over. And usually, you used to tie them up with raffia uh-huh. uh, to stop anything getting in. But yeah, mine. It's a kind of it's a gut wrenching feeling when you've got all your onions and you cut one in half and it's rotten to hell and back. You know, what I mean? you think, man. Or that feeling when you've went again. When I'm saying like in the hut, you know, your your, your storage. And you pick up an onion, yeah. which were fine when you put them in, and it's all just a little bit soft. And you think, and then you go to your potatoes, <laughs> and you put your hand in the potato sack, and you pull out a mouldy one. I know. And you think, what's going on? What? Spent all year grabbing that. So, if have you had any kind of disasters like that when you were just starting, like trying to the hardships of trying to like preserve your, your vegetables? Yeah, I, I mean. Like I said, I've I've not done too much preserving, but I have had something similar with onions. So the few onions that I did manage to save, um, the last, well, the latter of the ones that I hadn't used, they did start to get mouldy around the outside and all weird. And I think it was just the damp mm-hmm. where it's just been continuously wet. And I had them in the shed, so I think oh, that a, was it, the issue. <laughs> it's, it's a total kind of battle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Audrey, what about you then? Because you know, trying to save, and you're into, well into preserving. But you've got a Detroit cold there. You must have to bring everything inside, do you? Yeah, I was trying to uh, save some potatoes outside, and they are now frozen uh, in their <laughs> bag. So we're going to try to figure out how we can bring those in. And my husband will lose his mind if I bring in a bag that has been outside into the house uh, because of all the creepy crawlies that might decide to come out of it. But I would kind of like to get those out if I could. I have carrots in there too. That I was, I, that's right. I was going to ask you, Gordy, because I'm sure I've seen in our like little kind of private WhatsApp chat that, that bags of carrots, your, your carrots are all frozen now because you, you got hit with it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so it rained yesterday. So I'm hoping maybe that will have softened it up a little bit. But my son was here over the weekend and he was like chiseling the bag and I thought okay we're not gonna do that (laughs) that's crazy okay uh so we have to we have to figure out another way to get them warm we get them warm enough we'll get them out but will it be okay Audrey we will see I have no idea and a part of me thinks if they're kind of frozen I'm gonna process them quick and get them in the freezer because then Mm -hmm. You know, then it's already a frozen product. We'll just keep it frozen. We'll see. Uh, and the potatoes, I would like to try to see if I could, you know, grow a few of my own from these next year. So I was going to say to Pauline, uh, and I'm not sure um, where she is, but I wrap mine in newspaper or tissue paper or brown paper, whatever, and I keep them in my basement. Now, I'm not sure if you have a lot of basements in the UK, we do. So I have a really dark corner closet that I put them in, and they pretty much can make it. Right. Because it's an unheated closet, So, but it never freezes. Right, right. I'm just trying to find another question there, but I'm just looking okay. the top of the... I think we're at the top of the hour there, so we will get to the picks, tips, should I say, of the... <laughs> Week. Let's oh. hit. Let's hit Sophie straight away. Sophie, your tip of the week for her, please. 
it's hard with my tips because I feel like they're probably everyone already knows them um but mine's just because I've been doing a lot of digging um I'll just give a quick digging tip that I found quite easy um if you struggle with dealing with big areas at one time I sort of go over with a edging tool mark out little squares and then just pop all the squares out and it's so easy (laughs) just keep popping (laughs) these little squares as you go um so yeah just if we did have any other newbies just to sort of in your digging how how big are you how big are your little squares you're you're popping out with um probably so if i for reference i'd probably go about like size of a4 i guess this is a4 um if if not bigger whatever you can manage really Uh but just something that's a bit more bite size i found that's really helped really helped just on your allotment then, so what time scale have you given yourself to kind of for next year? Do you think you'll get, like, see, half of it done this year, like, coming up, or is it... Um, not, do you half of it. I think half, definitely. I mean, a lot of... I mean, I'm going to get quite a big um, polytunnel put up, so that's going to take up one section, one half anyway, um, and then the rest will just be, yeah, little beds. So I wonder I how long it, right. I wonder how long it had been left from one to you coming... You know yeah, I, mean? I need to find out. I do need to find out because the state of some of the asparagus there, it, it's definitely like it been left. I mean, left in, I mean, a lot, there's people that have had um, plots a lot worse than what I received mine in, but still, I think it's been left for a while. Um, but I'll find out. I'll find out. Mm-hmm. Audrey, your tip <laughs> of the week, please. Uh... Don't freeze your carrots outside is probably a... <laughs> Well, I, I think that was my tip for last week. Because <laughs> uh, that's kind of where we are. I guess my thing is if you're really itching to garden, buy more seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, why not? Spend a little bit of money and get the... It... That's been my philosophy for the last couple of weeks that we've been in this deep freeze. Uh, I keep... I, I'm being a bit of an addict right now. And my... My addiction is seeds. is real, uh-huh. and uh, I get nice big boxes of seeds every day. <laughs> Lovely, <laughs> and that, that kind of quelches my need to uh, pull in a harvest. Or, and I'm planning heavily for next year. So, um, yeah, that's not much of a tip. No, no. So that, well, I, it's still. I, you know what I mean? I mean, I it's am. just where it is right now in the season. I don't want to give someone you know how to how to sew something like that. It's not, you know, we're not there right now. So yeah. yeah. Won't be long. Won't be long over here. It will not be. It will not JB, be. JB will be sewing his chilies in, in January. Yeah. Probably, so. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Stephen, your tip of the Hello. week, sir. Um, kind of got two for you this week, really. The first one, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, is to keep hoeing your beds in winter. If they're vacant of plants and you're not covering them over, hoe them once a week. Because even tiny microscopic weeds, you might think that they're only that big. I'll get them next week. Next week never comes. Get them this week. Get them, get them every week. And also at this time of year, while you're going about your, your normal daily life, keep your eye open for composting materials. Somebody might have a pile of leaves somewhere that they want rid of or some grass clippings or some... You know, there might be some wild pack-a-poo or something down one of the local stables. Just keep your eye open for all these materials and keep your compost heaps topped up or save the materials to make a, a new compost heap. 
while while I forgot, this is what I was going to ask you, Stephen, because there's been a little not debate on, but I've seen a few people are mentioning mine about like you know my um, video today. Did I did I show you that one? That one there. Please, you know, go. Oh on. yes. Yeah, yeah. That um, cardboard. A lot of people are, or a few people were saying um, they like to have it wet, and that's what I was doing because it's way easier just to kind of mulch it up. But you mentioned, yeah. Steve, that you like it dry because that, like, when you put it in your compost, it sucks out the water, which is that kind yeah. of like making like the heat gets this heat up quick. So, is there a right way and a wrong way, or is it just like no? It's it's pretty much everyone does their own thing, and everyone does their own thing in their own way. If I if for instance I've got I've got some tomato plants to cut down this week, and they'll be going on the compost heap. That's relevant because the stems are about this thick. So when they go in the compost heap chopped up, they'll create air spaces and that will create a nice air layer for the compost heap. If I didn't have them, I would scrunch the cardboard up and that would create an air layer. Now, if I already had an air layer, then a green layer, then another bit of cardboard, I would probably wet that cardboard because I don't need that air layer. Do you see what I mean? So you, you're making bulk. You're trying to get all the different materials into your compost heap that you need to make a reasonable compost. I know we're kind of it, we're making it sound more complicated, but it's in the end... It's, it's not. Uh, it's not complicated. Uh, it isn't. As long as you've got a good mix of green and browns in there and, um, and water and air... Uh, Mother Nature will take over for you and get it done for well, you. Don't you think if you fully understand the process and what you're trying to accomplish, it's more common sense based on what you're adding, right? Yes. Like yes. what you add next and what that needs. So yes. I think it's about really kind of understanding what the whole composting process is. And then yeah. you're, I think then you can make decisions on the fly and do very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. There we go. There we go then. Well, listen, Steve, Sophie, and Audrey, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. A pleasure. Thank you. Never a chore. <laughs> can, I, can I ask something, Tony? Go on. Have then. you spent? Have you spent all this show with your fly open? No, no. The, the actual <laughs> zip is I spent. Well, it was all morning. I just thought. <laughs> all morning, all morning. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much for reminding everybody there. <laughs> Someone mentioned on the show, you know, like um, Tony, like modestly turned around and zipped it up, but then faced everybody in them houses with them windows. <laughs> Nobody could see us. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, good point. Yes. Oh, well, listen, big thank you to everybody. Thank you so much for coming and watching on. We'll hopefully be here next week, next Monday, and more of your gardening fun. What else was I going to say? Anything? Oh, they've got a little button there. Don't forget to subscribe. That would be fantastic if you could. Let me just press that button again. Was it not? There we go. Subscribe to the show. Oh. Pa- tell everyone about the show. That would be lovely. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Cheers. Look after nice. yourself. Do the bit. Bye. Bye bye.